Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Just turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 3, please. Are you ready for the word, church? Father, I pray that this presence that we have been feeling in this service will be felt by everyone watching me today, even on Facebook Live. Whenever they watch it, may the same tangible presence be felt by them. Lord, I pray you would heal these dear ones watching online. Deliver them. Meet them at the point of their need. Thank you that they're not too far away. Thank you that you are right there with them, in there. And I praise you for that, O Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. Lord, now as we get into the word, I pray you would open our hearts to receive. May we truly understand what it is to walk by faith. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Put your right hand over your head, say, Stinking thinking. thinking. You've got to go. go. Today I receive revelation. revelation. I'm not just a hearer. I'm I'm also a doer of the word. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. I love how the women are quick to and all the men are like, Galatians chapter 3, the main verse that I'm going to stay on or I'm going to teach on more today is going to be verse number 11, but we're going to start at verse number 5. As we try to understand this concept of faith or what it is to walk by faith or to live by faith, this faith that we have, I cannot reiterate it enough, is not your ability to come up with a belief system. It is your ability to to receive and respond to the faith of God that has already been given to you. Amen? Amen. You already have the faith of God. Say that, I got the faith of God. God. Say it again. Say, I have the God kind of faith. The faith faith that I'm speaking of is not a faith that you have to come up with. It's not positive thinking. Faith is positive, but your positive thinking is not necessarily faith. Faith cannot be, you cannot faith without hope. But just because you hope doesn't mean you have faith. Amen? Amen. And it's really important to understand this concept of faith. That we have the faith of God. But just because every believer has the faith of God. Doesn't mean every believer is walking or operating in that God kind of faith. There are certain things that activate the faith of God. That is on the inside of us. There are certain things that activate the faith of God. Like faith comes by hearing. So hearing is one way that the faith of God is activated in our spirit. When you hear the truth of God's word, when you hear the good news of the gospel, faith comes alive. That's why it's important to keep yourself surrounded by the word of God where you are hearing the sound doctrine of the gospel that that Paul preached, which he called the gospel of grace. Because whenever you hear the message of grace, faith comes alive in your spirit. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Faith is founded and grounded on your ability to hear the voice of God. Say, I hear the voice of God. Before you can learn to hear the voice of God speaking to you, you must ground yourself in hearing the voice of God through the word of God. When you got the word on the inside of you, you will naturally hear the voice of God around you. Amen? Amen. Number two, your faith is activated by your revelation of God. Amen? Amen. 
If your revelation of God is that he's an angry God, if your revelation of God that he's a mad God and that God is judging me because of my sin, that this is happening to me because of something I did, I messed up too much and therefore God is allowing these things to happen to me. Come on, this is all church talk. And yet this are not grounded in the goodness of God. This is not grounded in the word of God. Sickness is not of God. God does not need sickness to teach his children a lesson. Amen. The father knows how to discipline his own children without taking methods from a terrible father down the street. Right? I know how to discipline my children in the way I know to. You, is there discipline and grace? You better believe it. And the Lord does discipline those he loves. But he's not going to discipline you by using the devil's tactics. He's a good father. Your faith comes alive by your ability to understand that God is good. And thirdly, your faith comes alive by what you see. What your eyes are fixed on. Number one, you're hearing the good news. Number two, your revelation of God. And number three, what you see. And it's really important that these these three things are at some point always activated in our life. Galatians chapter 3. I want to talk about this today and walking by faith and living by faith. Let's start at verse number 11, Santosh, uh, in the KJV, please, in the NKJV. And then we're going to go to the Amplified and read the whole thing together. Are you ready to read some Bible today with me? Yes. Probably more Bible than you read all week, but that's wonderful to be in church. Amen? Amen. You get to do things you don't do anywhere else, like read your Bible. <laughs> he, Galatians chapter 3, verse 11 says, no one is justified by the law in the sight of God. But that no one is justified by the, law, by, by, by the law in the sight of God is evident. Now read the next few words. For the just shall live by faith. Next, verse before that please. For the just shall live by faith. Come on, say it again. For the just shall live by faith. This is the verse that changed Martin Luther's life. And it set him free when he understood that I don't have to live by works. I don't have to live by what I do. I can live by the fact that I have already been justified by God. The just shall live by faith is basically saying those who are justified live by faith. Those who are justified live by faith. Now here's the funny thing. Isn't every believer justified? Yes. But it's only when you come to the realization that you are justified that you learn to appropriate and activate the faith of God that is already on the inside of you. Which means what? If you are living in sin consciousness, then faith is not coming alive in you. You can have the faith of God fully working on the inside of you. You can have all the faith of God and yet never walk in it because sin consciousness will cover your ability to walk by faith. When the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is now therefore no condemnation. It's not just saying that because God wants you to feel good about yourself. It is saying that because condemnation blinds you from walking by faith. Because condemnation is telling you what you feel. I feel sinful. I feel dirty. I feel guilty. And therefore, I can't feel the presence of God. The truth of the matter is, my friend, the presence of God never leaves you. Come on now. The presence of God never forsakes you. But when you live in sin consciousness, when you live in guilt, now all of a sudden you are feeling guilty. You're feeling dirty and you're like, man, I just, I'm just terrible. I know God can bless me. I know God can be good to me. And then stuff starts to happen and you say, see, see, look what happened. Look what happened. Look, look what happened. That happened because I messed up. No, that happened because you expected things to happen. You've been waiting for bad things to happen. Because you've convinced yourself that when I mess up, God's going to punish me. 
That's an understanding of God that comes from the law. That is not an understanding of God that comes from grace. This message of grace is that He called the sinner righteous. He called the guilty forgiven. He called the sick healed. This message of grace is not something you can deserve. It is something you can never earn. You can never earn. All you can say is, wow, I can't believe God gave it to me. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Let's start at verse number 5, Santosh, please. Galatians chapter 3. Verse number 5 in the Amplified. If you're there, give me a loud yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then does he who supplies you with marvelous Holy Spirit and with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerfully and miraculously among you, do so on the grounds, on the grounds of your doing what the law demands or because of your believing or trusting and relying on the message that you heard. In the, in the KJV it says, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Does the supernatural power of God happen by you trying to keep the law or does it happen by you hearing the message of faith? Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For what? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Are you with me? The gospel is the power of God unto all who believe. All you have to do is believe. Why? When you hear the gospel, faith comes alive in your spirit. When faith comes alive in your spirit, all you must do is respond by that faith that you have already heard. This does not come by what you do or what you don't do. You cannot do faith. You cannot do faith. Verse 6. Thus Abraham believed and adhered and trusted it and relied on God. And it was reckoned and placed to his account and credited as righteousness. Abraham was not made righteous. He was credited righteousness. Amen. Amen. Abraham was never declared righteous until the cross. He was only proclaimed or credited as righteous. Why? By his faith. If faith is so powerful that even before Jesus died, God credits righteousness to an unrighteous man. God credits righteousness only because of his faith. God says you are righteous. Abraham could not be righteous. Nobody can be righteous without the blood of Jesus. No one can be made. I don't know if you guys are getting this stuff. I'm preaching myself happy. No one can be made righteous other than the blood of Jesus. Your good deeds don't make you righteous. Your giving does not make you righteous. Your church membership does not make you righteous. Your ability to take care of the poor does not make you righteous. Only the blood of Jesus Christ makes you righteous. Abraham by faith. What did he have faith in? He had faith in a redeemer that could declare him righteous. Even before the redeemer ever came. He had faith to declare righteous. You are righteous. What do you mean? How How could God do that? By faith. When the Canaanite woman came for the deliverance for her daughter and Jesus said, woman, it is not my time. Why? Because when Jesus was alive, he came to the Jewish people. He did not come to the Gentiles yet. And she says something and says, Lord, and the Lord says, I didn't come for the dogs. And you feel like, oh my God, God, Jesus called me dog. (laughs) 
That's where we got the what up, dog. Even I know that one was bad. Dog meaning creatures. According to the law, every Gentile is a dog. And you want to live by the law. What's wrong with you? And this woman says and declares by faith, but says, Lord, even the dogs can receive the cross. She literally by her faith made Jesus do something for her that he had not yet come to do for the Gentiles. Your faith has the ability to jump into the future and pull something that's not yet yours. Your faith has the ability to bend time. Jesus had not even died. And here is Jesus telling her, woman, I didn't come for you yet. You would be like, well, that's the word of the Lord. Bye bye. Right? But she knew something about God that was greater than the law revealed about him. She knew that God is not equal to the law. Jesus is greater than the law. The nature of God is not limited to the law. Oh man, I'm getting excited preaching here. The nature of God is not limited to the law. The nature of God is even better than the law. So when the law said God can, Jesus said I will. You can't heal on the sick. I'm going to be good. Because that's my nature and I'm going to heal people on the Sabbath. I'm going to heal people. Why? Because his nature is greater than the law. (laughs) You missed that one. His nature is greater. And the people of Israel had limited God to their understanding through the law. And Jesus comes and says, I'm a lot better than that. I'm a lot better than that. You can't limit me to your little few books that are marred by you living under the law. I am even better than that. I have existed even before the law ever came into existence. Do not ever equate the Torah with God. You have to hear me church. This is a common occurrence that happens. You are limiting God when you equate him to that. The word that became flesh is not speaking of the Torah. The word that became flesh is speaking of Jesus Christ. The alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end. This is what happens when you all give me a handheld mic. I get all preachy. He's not limited today. He's not limited. You are not limited because you're not under the law anymore. You are free from that law. You are free from that. Abraham was credited righteous because he had a revelation of God that was greater than the revelation revealed at that time. What is your revelation of God today? What verse am I in? Let's do verse 7. No one understand that it is really the people who live by faith who are the true sons of Abraham. Now he's speaking specifically to the, to the, to the, to the Jews. And the scripture foreseeing that God, watch this. And the scripture 8 foreseeing that God would justify. What does justify mean? Declare righteous and put in right standing with himself. You are justified by God, meaning you are declared righteous. You are declared righteous and put in right standing with Christ. So if you are a new covenant believer today, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are just as righteous as Jesus is. I know what you're thinking. I'm a preacher. Boy, you don't know what I did last night, dude. You don't know all the stuff I've been doing lately. You don't know the stuff I've been going through. It don't matter what you 
are going through. I'm telling you what the word of God says. The word of God is greater than any circumstance you are going through. The word of God is greater than any situation, than even your own sin. And he says, you are justified. Say that I'm justified. You're never going to live the life of faith until you realize what justification is. Because the next time you have a situation and a mountain you got to climb and the enemy comes and says, Hey dude, what kind of faith, fake faith are you doing? Because huh? I know what you did. You can't call yourself a person of faith. You got to be good for that stuff. And you're sure not showing any good work. So how can you be justified? Hey dude, my justification comes from my righteousness. My justification doesn't come from my good works. It comes from the good works that Jesus did. Righteousness, hear me carefully, is not right doing, it is a right standing. It is a position that is given to you no matter who you are or what you are. If you are in Christ, you are righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify, declare righteous and put in right standing. The Gentiles say, that's me. In consequence of faith or in response to faith, proclaimed the gospel, foretelling the glad tidings of a savior long beforehand to Abraham in the promise saying, in you Abraham shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. This is a promise specifically to the person of Jesus Christ. You better believe it. Because you will misunderstand this and think that this is something that goes on and on and on. This is a promise. The promise for Abraham was to his seed. Paul says specifically to his seed, not seeds, uh, to his seed. Who is the seed of Abraham? Jesus. Jesus. Some of y'all are like, Jesus. The blessing was upon them. And even now to the Jews, it says, can only come who believe by faith are true sons of Abraham. Alright, I'm not going to walk that walk away from there. Nine. So then those who are people of faith are blessed and made happy and favored with favored by God as partners in fellowship with the believing in and trusting in Abraham or what God did for Abraham. And all who depend on the law, watch this, who are seeking to be justified by obedience to the law of rituals are under a curse. All who live under the law are under a curse. Is God cursing people? No. The law is already cursed. And if you choose to live under the law, then you are choosing to walk under a curse. Meaning what? If I say that I am righteous by what I do, by what I wear, by, what I, by how I sing or what I don't do, then you are telling God I am righteous by what I do and therefore you are under the law and sadly under a curse. Are you learning something today? Can I just say something to all of you? Everybody out of Jesus is under a curse. <laughs> Hello? But now it's talking to the, to, the, to the believers and saying, don't be ignorant and live under the law because then you will face the consequences that happens to anyone that is outside of Christ. Hello? Are you with me today? And all who depend on the law, who are seeking to be justified by obedience to the law of rituals, are under a curse. 
and doomed to disappointment and destruction for it is written cursed a curse devoted to destruction doomed to eternal punishment be everyone who does not continue to abide live and remain by the precepts and the commands written in the book of the law and to practice them this is why Jesus did not come to do away with the law he fulfilled the law and now when you are in Christ you have fulfilled it too Verse 11, ready? Now it is evident that no person is justified, declared righteous, and brought into right standing with God through the law. For the scripture says that the man in right standing with God, who the just and the righteous, shall live by and out of, the, of faith, and he who through and by faith is declared righteous and in right standing shall live. I love that interpretation of the just shall live by faith. Meaning what? Those of us that understand that my righteousness doesn't come by what I do, but comes by my faith in Jesus Christ. So here's the funny thing. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, you have faith. And if you have faith, you can speak to any mountain and it must be cast into the sea. You see, it's not just important to say, you got to have faith, you got to have faith. And so we're there trying to have faith. Oh God, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. You can't have faith until you first believe you're justified. Are you listening to me? Yes. Justification is you forgiving yourself forever. It's looking in the mirror and say, Hey dude, I can never find fault in you ever again. I've said this many times, justification is not God's way of saying, just as if you never sinned. It's God's way of saying, I refuse to see you anymore as a sinner. If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.